Episode 2 of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. Before getting into today's devotion, I have a few things that I'd like to mention here. My goal in this podcast, as I mentioned yesterday, is simply to share my morning devotion with any who may like to do so. I have done a significant amount of preaching and teaching, and I am fighting the urge to dig deeply into the scripture here, because I don't want to turn these devotions into sermons or Bible studies. I am new at this podcast thing, and I'm still finding my way. My desire yesterday was to contemplate the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus and plant a seed in anyone who listened that would germinate and grow through the day. I don't know if I succeeded in doing that for any of my listeners, but I did get that done for myself. A few things came into my mind as I went through the day. Instead of saying that another gospel has Jesus saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I should have told you where to find that. So for those of you who listened yesterday, that information is in Matthew 27 and also in Mark 15. Both of those chapters also have Jesus being mocked by people while on the cross. And I am sure that I and most of you would have joined in if we were there. That alone is worth meditating on. Mark 15 also has the veil of the temple being torn And the symbolism there could be a whole sermon in itself. Also, Luke 23 has the penitent thief being told, Today you will be with me in paradise, and Jesus forgiving those who murdered him as they did it. You may want to read those chapters and meditate on them today. I also found myself contemplating Jesus' final words, which I didn't even talk about yesterday, which were, It is finished. So much there. So much meaning. So much to dig into. As always, I want to remind you that I love Jesus and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast, Jesus and Coffee, Amen. Today I will be reading from the NASB, and I am going to start where I left off yesterday, beginning with John 19.31 to the end of the chapter, which is verse 42, then reading Matthew 27.62 to 66. As always, I have my Bible open in front of me, I have a cup of coffee, very delicious coffee, in my favorite mug. So I have everything I need to start my day, so let's get right into the scriptures. After a brief prayer, of course. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. 
Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. John chapter 19, verse 31. Then the Jews, because it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other who was crucified with him. But coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already day, dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. Very significant. We'll talk about this later. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things came to pass to fulfill the scripture, not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they lead, laid Jesus there. Okay, over to Luke, chapter 27, 62 to 66. Now on the next day, the day after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I am to rise again. Therefore give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day, otherwise his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, He has risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure, and along with the guard, and they set a seal on the stone. Okay, loyal listeners, all eight or nine of you, this is the meditation part of my podcast. The first thing that strikes me is something to meditate on for me and maybe for you too, is the leg breaking. You know, the cause of death, as I mentioned yesterday, when someone is crucified is suffocation or asphyxiation. You can't breathe when you're hanging like that and going up and down. Finally, you get too tired and you hang down and you suffocate. So in order to make sure that people would be would die to get it over with so they could get the bodies off the cross and call it a day. Anyone that hung out too long and survived too long, they would break their legs so they couldn't raise themselves up again and therefore they would quickly suffocate and die. They didn't break Jesus' legs because they knew he was dead. He wasn't moving. He wasn't going up and down and breathing. They also didn't break Jesus' legs because 
it said in the scripture that not one of his bones would be broken. So even though these Roman soldiers were very good at this and they knew that he was dead, they want to make sure. So they pierced his side with a spear and water and blood flow out. The reason for this is a medical condition called hypovolemic shock or low blood volume. This would have been caused by the hard work during the crucifixion and from the beating he had. The whip they used was embedded with heavy things and embedded with pieces of bone. The heaviness of the whip was designed to give deep bruises and the pieces of bone were sharp and would cut open the skin. They wouldn't just beat the back, they would let the whip wrap around their sides and rip the sides and rip the front. It was a terrible, terrible ordeal. This would expose the organs, cause lots of bleeding, lots of stress. So by the time Jesus died, he would have had clear fluid gathered in the pericardial sac, which surrounds the heart. This is called pericardial effusion, caused by hypovolemic shock and by suffocation sometimes. So when the Roman soldier pierced his side, he knew he would see it. He knew when he ruptured, he didn't know about the pericardial sac and he didn't know about all this medical background, but he knew when he pierced his side, if he was really dead, he would see water and blood. Asphyxiation also causes this water to build up around the heart. So between asphyxiation and hypovolemic shock, you would have seen the water and the blood. And that explains why it happened. And I'm just amazed by the efficiency of these Romans, how they were so good at killing people. And they knew, just from experience, not because they were medical doctors or had any of the modern information we have, but because they just knew that when someone died through this process, they could pierce his side. They didn't know about the pericardial sac or anything else, but they would just go in there and water and blood would come out. Okay, he's dead. Call it a day. The reason they wanted to break the legs was so they could call it a day. If the guy hung out too long, break his legs, he's finished very quickly. So, while I'm on it, I may as well mention... Some other medical information, when Luke tells us Jesus sweat great drops of blood the night before he was crucified, this is a medical condition called hematohydosis. I may not be pronouncing that right, but I'll spell it for you if you want to look it up. H-E-M-A-T-O-H-I-D-O-S-I-S, which is caused by extreme amounts of emotional stress or anguish. In Matthew 26 and Mark 14, they both tell us that Jesus said in the garden, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. The next thing that I'm drawn to is the mention of Nicodemus, who we first meet in chapter 3 of John, when Jesus tells him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now this man became a disciple of Jesus, but he was a secret disciple. And you might say, oh, was he afraid? You know, so many people later on died because they were disciples of Jesus. But God wanted him to be a secret disciple so he would be around to help 
the burial of Jesus. And I think about this man, how he braved secretly meeting with Jesus when he was a member of the ruling council, the Sanhedrin. He went in the middle of the night so no one would know, and then he kept it a secret that he believed in Jesus until he came out boldly to help bury Jesus. And the last thing I want to mention that I'll be meditating on during the day is the guard at the tomb and the seal. Now, the Jews, and when John refers to the Jews, he's talking about this Sanhedrin, the ruling council. They wanted to make sure that Jesus' followers didn't steal the body and pretend he was resurrected. But what they really did was make sure that no one could refute the resurrection. To break the seal of the governor that was put on the stone in the tomb, you would have been a goner for doing that. To fight two Roman soldiers to go ahead and break the seal, move the heavy stone, and steal the body would have been unthinkable for these disciples who were scared for their own lives after they saw Jesus die. You see, they were expecting a political Messiah, someone who would drive the Romans out of Israel, restore the kingdom to its former glory as one of the most powerful nations on earth like they were when King David ruled. And that didn't happen. So their hopes were dashed. They thought it was over. The funny thing is, the Jews, the Sanhedrin, remembered that he said he was going to rise again. And they wanted to stop a fake resurrection. The disciples were so scared, they didn't even think about that until after he rose. And we'll talk about that tomorrow when we go through our Easter devotion. These men who were so scared would never have tried to rob the body. They weren't tough enough to beat the Roman soldiers and they weren't brave enough. They thought it was all over. They were following the wrong guy. And tomorrow we'll find out what happens. So I want to thank you for listening. I don't know if I'm doing any good. I don't know if anyone is being moved by this. But I know it's good for me. I can't wait to see what God does with this. If he does anything, that's up to him. It's for his glory, not mine. I want to thank the people that gave me some feedback about some things that could have been done better. And I hope to get better as this goes along. Again, I'm finding my way. So for now, once again, I'm going to say, have a wonderful day. Meditate on Jesus' death. Meditate on these things that we're talking about yesterday and today. And if you're so inclined, tune in tomorrow for episode three of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. Thank you.